Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is a great episode recorded in Perth with, um, uh, well, can I say Barry anymore? Uh, best show of the Melbourne Comedy Festival, Barry Award winner from a few years ago, Zoe Kinsma. And um, uh, it's uh, I'm back from Perth now. Thank you everyone for coming to see me in Perth. I really appreciate it. Um, it was really hot and I'm sweaty all the time. Um, when I get my um, settlement back, I'll know how much money we raised for opening night on the, uh, the Monday. And I will let you know and I'll give it to Zoo Victoria for the work they're doing with the animals. Melbourne. Um, I open on the first Thursday of Melbourne Comedy Festival. If you want to come see me, you can get special, special cheap tickets. Just put eggs in on the um, checkout and you can get cheap tickets. I would love to see you. Um, uh, I don't know, I have anything. I would be really quiet because I don't want to wake up on the <laughs> But thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with be safe, um, get your dick wet, have fun, bye! Welcome to Dating Badly, the podcast about dating, badly, double H, badly, with your host, me, Kelly Stuka. Talked about them for an hour. What is wrong with you, you fuck? Have you never had a microphone in your hand before? For Who Christ's did? sake. Who did that? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, you can. Who was it? Uh, it was... Oh, it was someone. And then another time, someone else. <laughs> it was someone, someone and it was someone else. <laughs> but I wish one time... Oh, one time when I was doing this podcast, the podcast that I used to do in America... Um, we had a guy on and his uh, partner worked on a reality TV show. And he was like, oh, she works on blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember what the show was. It was, it's, a, it's, it's not on over here, but it was some kind of comic book show, but it was reality and kind of like Storage Wars, but like for comic books okay. and stuff. You know, where people have things and what's it worth, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was one of the producers. So he spoke about it like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then a few guys on the show were like, fuck, we love that show. That's it's awesome. Um, how do they organise the people to come in? And he's like, Cause it's fake. They, they organise it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Anyway, episode, yeah, they cast them. Yeah. Episode comes out. Uh-oh. Someone calls someone else. Someone blah, 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 gets back to the production company. They fire her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That. He gets fired. I hope, did she dump him? I hope she dumped him. No, they got married. <laughs> Women have such low standards, straight women. (laughs) We can't afford to break up with someone who makes us lose our job. Like that, if that's the worst thing that's going to happen, like that is not even bad. I'm like, geez, I'm lucky I had that job as long as I did because like, yeah, but she lost her job and I had to go back in and pull the episode down, erase some stuff, pull it back up. The damage had been done. Uh, and they're okay. They end up getting married. She got a job at, I think, Sesame Street. Everything's fine. But, yeah, the standard is low. <laughs> Fuck. I, yeah. I, was doing this, um, I was doing this joke during the show about how – because a lot of married couples are so, have so much advice for me because, you know, like because they know everything. 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so, yep. like, you they're married. Yeah. Just someone who got them fired or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of, like, they're all, like, all these straight couples who, you know, got with someone when I was 16. They're just very good about giving advice. <laughs> never dated. Never been alone. Never slept in a bed by themselves. But they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking bastards. <laughs> but one of them was like, you know, they're very like, keep going, Kelly, you're going to meet him. And I tell this story about how I went on a date with a guy um, because he was a chef in his online profile. And I was like, that was all that I was after. I was like, was he actually a chef or was he just like wearing a chef's hat in the picture? <laughs> like he was dressing up. It was a costume party. <laughs> and when he sp- spoke, he was like, shooty boo, shooty boo, shooty boo. But, uh, well, it's funny that you say that because cause that was my thing. I was like, well, I like food. This is great. Let's go for the chef. And we get there. He was really weird. He didn't know how to talk. Like he was just a fucking weirdo. What? Because he was going, hooty boo, hooty boo, hooty he didn't know how to talk. It was all made of felt. <laughs> yeah, someone had to get their hand up his butthole. Uh, and he, fucking, if he, he went on a date and it actually turned out to be the Swedish chef, I'd be okay with that. that. I would lock I'd that shit okay. down immediately. I mean, what a sweetheart! I bet he's got a good super. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. But yes, yeah, so we went, and then uh, I was like, "So, what do you chef?" Because I was trying to create some kind of you know banter, and he's like, "I'm not a chef." But you said in your profile you were. Uh, uh, I just said that. I just said that, okay? I don't have a job. I'm not working. <laughs> I just said it because people, you women, you won't go out with a man if he's unemployed. Like that was his, like oh it was my, my fault. God. Yeah, well, it sounds like you were the real cunt in that situation. <laughs> Going out with a guy just because you think he's a chef. More fool you. <laughs> just because he said he was a chef. <laughs> I love how he's. He's he's like, women don't go out with a guy if he's unemployed. I'm like, man, unemployment. I fucking wish that was the worst thing. Yeah, like I can deal with unemployment. I can. We can work with that. That's that's fine. fine. The only way is up. Yes, (laughs) that's fine. Like I pray that unemployment is the worst thing. That's you know. But like a woman hating liar, I would say that's the deal breaker. There, I think that's why people aren't dating that guy. Oh man, Um, the sweet dull tones of never before guest. And it's just us two because we're in Perth and beautiful everyone's Perth. fucking beautiful hot Perth, sweaty Perth. And, uh, yeah, everyone's either leaving today or going uh, or starting today because it's Thursday. So a lot of people are opening tonight. That's why I was like, oh, do you want to come by? They're like, I can't. I can't I, I'm fucked. Yeah. So I've got a lot of I'm fucked. Yeah. Because they've never bit- done the show before. Yeah. Joy Kim Smart, thank you Hello. for coming. This is Thanks so exciting. We've never had a, like a proper sit down, so this is going to be a get to know you chat as well as a dating chat. Yeah. And it's we'll like get to the actually movie. like a date, really. Oh my isn't God. It? <laughs> Can you tell me what I'm like afterwards? Because I'm curious <laughs> to know if I'm a good date or not. Sure. Great. I haven't been on a date in a long time, and then later we'll talk about the movie. But but uh, yeah, what are you going to say? Shows, shows, shows. Oh, I was just saying I have done my show three times now, and. I'm um, still fucked, but really? you know, I'm just sort of settling into it. A bunch of uh, comedians went and saw you last night. Did they? Yes, they did. And I said, I go, I saw her and she the night before and she was like, oh, oh. boy, oh, boy. And they were like, no, oh, boy, no, oh, boy at all. Oh, that's nice. Because they said uh, all of them were um, uh, small town people. They've all come from small towns oh, and they said cute. that this show really speaks to the small town queer, the small town les, the small town, like they're all in that. Well, yeah, because I was with 
two bi's, a queer <laughs> and a less. <laughs> and they were like, this show speaks to me. Like they were very well, that's nice. on board. So I was like, oh, she's she's lying. <laughs> yeah, well, last night was much better than the night before. Oh, which, good. Yeah. My audience was quiet last night. They were watching me and they had smiles on their face. Oh. But they laughed like this. <laughs> it's oh, the worst. Fucks. That's the worst, isn't it? Like they're acknowledging that they should be laughing, but yeah. they're not yeah. actually going with it. And I'm pretty sure someone, a comp from the festival, possibly a judge, turned up about 15 minutes late and missed <laughs> the beginning of the show, which I explain what the whole show is about. Yeah. it's. I had people show up like 20 minutes in, maybe. I was like, eh, it's, I mean, sure. It's, it's fine. Up to you. But when you're a maybe judge or something, yeah. you gotta just, you know, just. I mean, and the thing is, and I started five minutes later because I knew they weren't there yet. And I, so in they case were running twenty so, minutes late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the beginning of my show is basically me going so, ba 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 ba, which is probably on me. You should have just put the most important you say information. Words. Don't yeah. just say ba 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 ba. I should not have left the most important part of the beginning of the story at the be- at the beginning of the show. I should at least maybe put it twenty minutes in for those latecomers. But I got to get going. We're going to talk about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, fuck them. Um, what's uh, tell me about your story? Where you? What did you grow up? I grew up in Grafton, which huh? is uh, on. Eh? Eh? It's on- <laughs> It's on the north coast of um, New South Wales. It's a small town. New South Wales. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, it's. Oh, I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. Nah. It's. Um, it's the first city on the. Uh, Mate, I'm from Werribee. North We're lucky coast. if we had an atlas, you know. <laughs> Where's Werribee? <laughs> it's Western Melbourne. Eh? Eh? It's Western Melbourne. It's where the sewage farm is. Where the sewerage farm is. Mm. Yeah, we had one of them. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was Man. right next to one of the high schools. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was South High. Smell that, kids. That's D- your future. I went to. Yeah, it was like. Well, for some of them, it was. You know, it was one of the only jobs in town. It was. Um, <laughs> Steel workers, was, sewage farm workers, keeping us together. We can't let the sewage farm fucking We also fold. had like an abattoir and like dog food factory. So oh, it was Jesus. like. Jesus. So it was sort of, uh, and it was, the school was, so South High, there was Grafton High and then there's South High. Both equally crap, really, yeah. on the general scheme of things. Yeah. But within Grafton, South was like the crap one or the, wow. the kind of rougher one. And it was situated between a sewage plant and oh the abattoir. So, like the, so depending like, on which way the <laughs> wind was blowing, it either smelled so. like death or <laughs> oh, shit. shit. <laughs> so, do you want to kill animals or work in poop? Yeah. <laughs> there are your choices. I feel like um, uh, abattoirs exist because there are uh, people in this world that are psychopaths and they need to kill stuff so if we put them in the abattoir then they can live in society because if we didn't have an abattoir for them then they would be out here probably trying to kill cats and people there's also a very big jail in grafton so the overflow the abattoir overflow i guess fucking hell man how is your how is the coals (laughs) coals Well, the people how is in the, the jails. How is the coals in that suburb? They, they like, don't get out and about. The, the jail people. Christ. Yeah, it had a, it's a big, um, big maximum security prison in Grafton. Jesus, yeah. who's the most famous? They're building a new one. I don't know who was the most. I, I don't Rickon? know. Reckon? Not yeah. Chopper. 
No, Chopper. I don't think Chopper was ever there. But right. there was actually, I don't know who was there, but I do know that there was a, an international news story about Grafton <gasps> Jail, like in the 90s or something, where they found that the prisoners were farming <gasps> redbacks. What? Far, they were farming redback spiders and then milking them for their venom and injecting it. <laughs> Which is... What? Innovative. I mean... It's at least they pass science. It's brave. <laughs> it's bold. What does it make him feel? Did it make him feel like it, it makes you almost die? I think. I think it just is like a, a, from all reports, it's like a horrible high, but it's like it gives you a bit of a buzz, and then you, like it can. I mean, you're injecting spider venom, so it's sort of like it just sort of would they make you a bit out of it. Them. Yeah, milking them. Yeah, milking redback. Milk a redback. I don't know. I mean, there must have been someone in there who had some kind of spider experience. I think when I've seen like <laughs> they milk a they milk a snake by getting it to like bite a um, yeah like a jar. And the so there must have been a sign. Must have been some kind of. Was a science know. teacher was arrested somewhere along the lines, oh, just and he's some, like just some spider lunatic, yeah. <laughs> I reckon. A Grafton spider lunatic. <laughs> yeah, guys, <laughs> one of them. You should see what I know. What I've seen in my dunny. Come on, let's go. I'll show you. <laughs> What the fuck, man? That's crazy. How do you get out? Like, and I'm not judging people like who grew up in small towns, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, how do you get out of, because when you're born in it, it's hard to see out of it. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, my, yeah, my show is a lot about Mm. coming from a small town. It's sort of, it's a, it's a strange thing because I think people like leave out of necessity. Like I, Mm. I, you know, I didn't fit in. I was queer and, you know. And you knew from like. Because your story of being queer, what is your, uh, correct my definition of, you know, say being gay, being a lesbian, being queer. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, I'm a lesbian. I would say I'm a lesbian. Right. Um, But queer is bi more? I think, no, queer to... uh, Queer is one of those funny terms that a lot of pe- different people use it in different mm. ways. Mm. Um, but I would define it as being an umbrella term that mm-hmm. encompasses all of the LGBTQI plus. Okay, right. Uh, as being part of the queer community. However, it's mm. sort of more of a, a political bent in a way. It's more of a slightly, um, you know, I would say there are some people who identify as gay but wouldn't identify as queer okay. as such, like people who are sort of just want to live a very essentially a straight life but they're gay. Mm-hmm. That's, um, you know, so it's sort of it's a less conservative, it's a more fluid uh, concept of identity. Okay. And uh, it's also, I mean, it's, it's a slightly contentious word because it's like a slur that's been reclaimed and okay. so people of older generations don't use it in the same way. Oh, but yeah. okay. Um, and then, but growing up, you were always kind of like aware of, because yeah. I wonder, it's always an interesting question because obviously, you know, people are born the way they're born, but then there's, you know, it's so, some, for some people, especially a small town, it's pushed way, 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 way down yeah. and tried to ignore and ignore. So did yours come later where you were like, oh, or were you like all the time? You were like, man, I guess I kiss boys, but I wouldn't mind, you know, pinching some titties or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's exactly what it was. I wouldn't mind pinching some titties. Oh, man, boobies are the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love boobies. You know, once I was in bed with a girl and it's always, it's just like one of those (laughs) those experiences that is just like burnt in my memory. I'll give it to you. I like took my top off and she said, you have really nice titties. Titties. Oh. <laughs> Titties is not what like you want to hear. Immediately, no. I was like, like this is I would accept bone dry instantly. Oh. 
your titties. Was it like really a nice titties? It just sounds like um like is it like Rodney Root? Is yeah, that it feels like it's all of a sudden you're with Rodney Root yeah. or like a six year old boy yeah. or something, and you're like, oh, this feels wrong. Both versions of that are wrong. Why are you an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I I would accept. Fuck, you've got good tits. I'd accept that. Yeah, yeah. But it needs – yeah, that's all right. But titties – Titties. Oh. Don't want uh, – no no I-E-S. I don't want titties. I don't want boobies. Mm. Fuck, you got good boobs. Fuck, you got good tits. Or uh, I don't like breasts. Like, no, it's breasts a bit too – Your breasts are like, amazing. Your breasts are – I'm just going to do an exam on yes, them. It's yes, yes. like your breasts yes. are bilaterally like, – <laughs> Breasts and vagina. Like if a guy, Like if a guy ever said – Oh, let me touch your vagina. No, um, that's, no, 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 no. Unless there's a pap. No, smear. that's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, it took me a long time to get used to the word pussy, and it was only because I was in America and everyone used pussy, and I couldn't even hear it or say it because I felt like every time I heard it, it was a, it felt like a slur. Like yeah, guys are like, "You dirty pussy," but now I'm like, "Oh, it's the best word," to the point <laughs> where I feel like I'm putting people off. Because when I go la 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 pussy, if we're talking dirty, I can see the guy going, "Hey, all right, uh, whew, okay, it's seven thirty. <laughs> it's too early for this." Too you know, early like, for pussy. yeah, I yeah. feel like a lot of guys, especially Australian guys, they're not used to talking dirty, and I fucking love it. But they don't know how to do it. You know They're what, scared Kelly, of it. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Right, boys. That, no. no <laughs> that, that, you, that me? What about you? Yeah. I reckon. <laughs> I could see that. I, th- I don't know whether I should pull back or just accept that they need to accept the way I am. Because I feel like I'm too much sometimes. Well, I don't know. Mm. I guess. Sorry. I, you go, go back to your... <laughs> what? Oh, my coming out yeah. story. Um, <laughs> Even you don't have to do the coming out no, story. No, but like oh, how... no. My... Uh, my well, I mean, you don't get a letter in the mail is no. the thing. And I think the you way that people talk about it is as though you would. I have mm. – I talk about this in my show is that I, mm. I sort of say like – like in retrospect, mm. I'm like, obviously I was gay <laughs> the whole time. I was like taping every episode of Xena Warrior Princess <laughs> and like – I was like, I'm into ancient history. But I was just – I really you know, love mythology yeah. and titties. And uh, – <laughs> Well, and in my m- memory, Zena. Oh my god! My my girlfriend and I recently went back and watched every single episode of Zena, which you are not meant to do. Like, it's not a what? show that's been made for binge watching. It's pre binge watching. Is it not? Does it not hold up? It is fucking brilliant. It totally holds oh, great. up. It's great. really funny and weird, but it's because it was it was like that sort of weekly episodic mm. television show that was on all the time. Mm. Each episode, each series has like. Uh, over around 20 episodes and they're an hour long mm. and there's like six or seven series. So that's a lot of television. There's a lot of chaff. Oh, like, And God. they'll go from like a really serious episode and then they'll have like a weird comedy episode and there's these oh, crazy God. dream sequence episodes and you can see where they've like, they may have spent the whole budget for one season on oh, like yeah. one episode. <laughs> and then there's a flashback episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's a lot of filling time in Xena but... It is really great because mm. it was made by Sam Raimi, who made the um, the shark movie, like Evil Dead. Right? Mm. Is that Sam Raimi? Is he the one that did the Smart Shark movie? You know, like oh, maybe. Sam Sam uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Possibly. You know, these sharks are on my motherfucking plane. No, <laughs> but like you know the one, and it's got um, Jacqueline McKenzie in it. Is that and, the one um, Sharknado? No, no, it's the one. Jaws. No, no, no. They're in. They're Finding in th- Nemo, mate. 
they're in a they're in a very they're in a very small like tank under the ocean and oh. um and the sharks they discover because they're like breeding sharks for i don't know curing cancer or some bullshit <laughs> but then the sharks deep blue sea Oh, okay. Deep blue sea. And the sharks are like really, really smart. And... Because they've been like genetically engineered cancer right. sharks. Yeah, 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 right. right. Um, and I think it's the only film ever where... Uh, well, uh, well, not the only film. It was the first film where um, a black actor is the one that survives. Oh. Because he, out of everyone, everyone died. Like he survives. Before then, everyone of colour was the first to go. And he Classic. was the, like just yeah, breaking down barriers. And when was that movie made? Like, like 98. Yeah, right, yeah. Before then. <laughs> and, and the black guy was LL, LL Cool J. Oh, well, yeah, of <laughs> course. I him. mean, that makes sense. Yeah, you can't kill him. Can't kill him and his beautiful, luscious lips. <laughs> Those titty lips. <laughs> I was going to say something about pussy. But, oh, well, um, there you go. Yeah, so so Zena. I was taping Zena Warrior Princess. Yep. I was, you know, really super into carpentry. I loved like carpentry. I was a big fan of Ellen, like oh, the yeah. sitcom. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what it is about this, but before she came out, I was just like, oh, there's something I really connect with here. Mm. Loved it. That was so big. Massive. People don't understand. I don't think a lot of, I think not even a lot of. Um, you know, queer or lesbian, gay uh, kids, like, oh, no. in their 20s understand what Alan did. And what that time was like as well. I was mm. talking to a friend about this recently that, like, we're sort of like, it's like being like the last of the Mohicans in mm. a way because we were sort of the last generation right on the cusp there where we actually grew up without any que- real queer representation on, yep. ma- like, there was no queer representation yep. in the mainstream, yep. on television, anywhere. Like, Ellen couldn't come out until no. she did and that was like groundbreaking and then she lost her show because of it as well yeah she got death threats for a long time and yeah. it ruined her career and for so a while did laura dern because she played the she um, played the love interest oh i thought you played the um the um psychiatrist no the psychiatrist was oprah, oprah that's right and she also received death threats so it's like oprah <sighs> getting death threats laura dern it really affected her career yeah. so it's like it was a massive massive thing and the, i remember so that was sort of like right in my teenage years so there's mm. sort of those things like when you don't see it mm. you kind of um are searching out all these like little hidden codes and how things. confusing yeah like being a kid and you just no one is no one's um you've got no one to look up to so you don't know what's right and you just think you're wrong yeah it just must be well horrible. it is sort of confusing but it, there's also something kind of great about that not the turmoil and the you know, oppression and uh, especially small stuff. town. I could imagine. Yeah, but there is something interesting about. I think like people. There's something about having like it gives you a queer lens through which to like mm. look at the world, mm. and you do actually see things differently. And I think there's like a real kind of mm. benefit to that in a way. You're kind yeah. of like used to looking for different patterns because queer people understand straight culture. Like we get all your yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> We've oh got our boy. own whole Ugh. hidden underbelly as She's, well. She's uh, turning into a witch again. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's some magic. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, I, I, also, in what you've said with Alan stuff, um, it's really evident when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race mm. from, say, episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe. Yeah. And there's so many of these, like, you know, really sad but great stories about these older queens. And yeah. 
and they're you know the the just so much adversity and just like you know my parents don't talk to me like even though I was watching rewatching season four today and um one of the contestants is like oh when I came out my dad sent a letter and went change your name I don't want to know you you're yeah. disgusting growing up you know dressing up as a woman you, you know I don't and then then that's it and then you go into like you know episodes uh, seasons nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, well they've grown up in a world where with, it's cool with not with only RuPaul. with RuPaul's Drag Race, like Aquaria who won ten was like fourteen and was like in charge of Sharon Needles fan club. Yeah, so Aquaria totally has not really world. Aquaria's parents have like paid for the drag blah blah. blah so there's no adversity with her. Because she's never had to overcome anything because her parents just pumped money into her career to help her. So that's why she's so young and so good because she's yeah. never had anything else. But there's something about that that I can't um, resonate with because, I don't know, I feel like... Well, it's just a different thing. I think it's it's sort of easy to be like, well, young people today, they don't... I mean, of course those people are experiencing adversity and queer mm. rights are always being challenged. Yeah. And, you know, like the... Um, and, and it's a different sort of conversation now as well. Like mm. kids' gender identities are being, you know, yeah. are, are, are more in the spotlight. And yeah. they have a different, res- like, they have a different relationship to mm. their gender and different, like, options and things. But that is getting attacked all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still think it is it is different, but it is much more acceptable on a main, mm. like, that... I think there's it's more, more. There's more options, and I think that's only a good thing. I think there's more. I think my issue with Aquaria was that I come from a poor family, mm. so when I meet someone who is like born into money, that's oh. that's what makes me hate them. The only thing that I feel more strongly than hating rich people is wanting to be rich. Yeah, like, right. I'm like I would join you in a second. <laughs> I fucking got upgraded to a business Qantas flight, Brisbane to Perth, and it was one of the best experiences. It was the lie-down one. This you know? Is, you got upgraded? Me, I got Amazing. upgraded. The lie-down one. And I just, like, there's a... a, a I got gr- upgraded recently as oh, well to Hong Kong. Dude! And it was the best day of my life. Dude! <laughs> Fuck the rest of you shits. I'm done. No more economy. I'm not going back. <laughs> Don't make me go back there. Like, I, I walk in as a green juice, and they're just like, would you like some toast? Like... Cooked oh. to order. I'm like, yes, yes, I would like some toast and butter. Did you feel nervous? See, I felt quite nervous. Yeah, like someone's going to kick me like, out. Yeah. yeah, I felt like they were going to kick me out. I was like, I don't know where to put my bag. What She's from Werribee. I smell the sewage farm. Get her out of here. <laughs> I felt it. Like I just was like, and you could tell I was like, everyone around me knew the deal. And like I would do something and they're like, yeah, you don't need to like, you know, lock your bag into play. We'll take care of it. No one steals things here. Like yeah. it's just that kind of, I've always got the idea of like, you know, poor from a town can't leave my bag anywhere gets stolen but around rich people they don't fucking steal shit i want to go there (laughs) (laughs) i like it i've never had money and um recently i kind of started doing um not better but just kind of it's it's i've paid off all my debts finally and congratulations oh gosh and now but now it's dangerous because i'm like Milky bars for everybody. Like oh, I don't yeah. know how to keep money now, so I'm just want to give money away when I shouldn't. I should save, but blah 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 blah. But so when uh, so when you're growing up in a small town, yep. was there a lot of like, you know, you fucking les shit? Or? Yeah, there sort of was. I think I was really lucky in that I worked out pretty early on that I didn't really care what people great. thought. Yeah, of great. Me. Um, Did you find a group of other? 
like ladies or people that were like, yeah, we're weird too. We're yeah, good. yeah. I had a bunch of weirdo friends. It's normally I, the drama club, isn't it? Well, yeah. I was like in <laughs> drama, and I was like, I remember one week where three of my friends, like boys, all came out to me. Oh, so great. by the time, <laughs> but it was like I was the first person that they told. But it was all in one week, and I was like, guys, talk to each other. <laughs> Fuck so it by out. the time the third one came out to me, so I was just, I was kind of like, he was, he was wanting was a little like, bit more. Yeah, you're gay. I get it. Yeah, join the fucking club. He mate. wanted more from gay. you. Isn't it a big deal? Yes. No. Come on. All right. I've got to go to science. Shut up. <laughs> fucking hell. We see. I no one came out in our high school. Like it would well, just to, be maybe just not to you. Maybe oh, they were all true. just coming out to one lesbian. Oh my god. Well, there was one girl who was a massive bully, and she used to always try and beat up other women and call them you know lesos fucking les and stuff she was terrible she was horrible um and then um she is a total lesbian now yeah. which is the classic fucking and, and and what a stereotype even as like a 13 year old watching her you know bullying people and just knowing to stay away from her just don't get in her way you just knew that she was a les herself because she was super yeah, super she really took out the cause oh my god yeah. like just okay we get it you hate other girls who may be lesbians. And none of them were lesbians. They've all gotten married and had kids, you yeah. fucking dumb shit. Well, that doesn't mean they're not lesbians. Uh, but, <laughs> true. yeah, I, I was out at high school. Like, I, I had a, a girlfriend. Um, That's so progressive. Yeah, it was kind of – I sort of never really – I think internally, like, there's a lot of weird shame and questioning because you have to sort of work it out. Like I say, you don't get a letter in the mail. Yeah. And I talk about this on my show and say, like – and this is honestly true. For the, for the longest time, I remember having this thought that was like, I wish I was a lesbian because mm. then that would mean I could be with women. Mm. In hindsight, mm. that's pretty clear. That's a pretty clear sign. Yeah, right. That's the sign there. But, yeah, right. But it's sort of, it's not that clear cut. You're kind of like, am I? I don't know. It's scary. I So on this show, uh, we talk about a lot about how I have um, massive lesbian tendencies, but I've never done anything about it. And so on all of my... (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Well, easy said than done. Because I, on all my uh, online dating stuff, I have women on there, Mm -hmm. but they never talk to me. And I don't know how to talk to them. And I feel like I'm back to that um, place of like... um, Like when I was in high school, I was always so nervous to talk to dudes. Now I'm a fucking... I'm a whore. Like, it, don't, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm a <laughs> self-proclaimed slut. I don't give a fuck. But it's fine now. Like, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because I've had so many years just getting used to it. Yeah. But the woman stuff, it's like, oh, this is what it, this is what it was when I was 14, 15. Yeah. And I hadn't had a kiss yet. And, like, that nervousness. But I'm still – but I just – I don't know how to do it. How do I even get started? Well, I think it's the same. You know, women are just people. Yeah, but they don't talk. I don't, like so, what do you sometimes mean women don't talk. I don't. I, I they know. only talk. I know. have you met lesbian? Oh, oh Jesus my God. Christ! So I, I think it's, maybe I, I think they smell straighty on me because I, whenever I they I come across them in my thing and we match, I'll like wait for them to say something and they won't say anything. So I'll open it up. Yeah. And then I get nothing back. So I'm not getting any chat. I so I don't know how to get started that way. What? So they're just ignoring you. Yeah, Pack yeah. Pack of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one chick I was talking to once and we went back and forth maybe like eight times and I read back how I was talking to her and I wouldn't go out with me because I was... What were you saying? I was just... Were a, you just like, hurdy-gurdy? <laughs> I wish. Or you were just like, I'm a chef. I've got a job, <laughs> I promise. 
That's all women want, food. Uh, I don't even know. Are like, you hungry? <laughs> she, um, I'm going to the kitchen. Do you need anything? <laughs> I think I was like, I just sounded like a dude who didn't know how to talk to women. I was like, yeah. how's your day been? Like everything I hate, I was. I was like, have a good day. How's your weekend? What's up for the weekend? What's your job? Like just really mundane, shitty, boring questions. And yep. I think she just went, oh, God, this one. What a fucking. <laughs> Maybe they think you're a, a man masquerading as a woman. What? Yeah. Maybe, I, don't, I don't even know. I, think, I feel like. How do I break this look, cycle? I've never, I've never been on the apps. Yeah, right. They, I, I kind of missed out. I've been in a relationship for good a for long you that I missed them. Good for you. It, they're they're terrible. Yeah, I've I've heard not great things. It's just it's just another avenue in your life where someone you don't even know can hurt your feelings. That's cool. all it is. You great. know what I mean? Like we've got Instagram now and YouTube and Twitter. Never met these people. They can still say shitty things to me. Mm-hmm. And now I've got one that really just tickles the heart. Oh. Right in there. Just let me know. Even today. There was a guy. Uh, I decided I had all the like all these all these matches with no conversation. So that I'll just say sup to all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little sup. And um, a guy wrote back, "Fuck for a comedian, you're not funny." <laughs> right? <laughs> Line two. Well, you meant to go in with like your opener or something. Like. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> and then I wrote back, "Oh fuck off, you start it then." <laughs> <laughs> bit aggressive and then what was his response was he his like, response was fuck you yeah cool <laughs> i had someone this is I had someone we don't on, even know each other we're already fighting i know it sounds and but did you get together no I've, i reported him <laughs> for swearing at me yeah great yeah fuck him i i had someone on instagram yesterday who came onto my just onto my feed because i came said onto your feed came onto my <laughs> feed it's so sticky now <laughs> can't see the screen um it just like popped up on there it was some i'd done some promotional thing for perth that i was like my mm. publicist said i had to do this mm. and then he's just come on there and is like you should sack your publicist because i've never heard of you Ugh. and you're hosting mardi gras Ugh. and i was like i just I, and i just responded i just wrote i'll rack off mate which I thought was adorable, actually, as a response. You and went to the you went to drama school, home and away, one on one, did you not? Off, mate. <laughs> and and then he came back with, "Why so rude?" I was like, "Why so rude?" <laughs> I hadn't heard of you, but I have now, and I like your stuff, <laughs> dude. And I was like, "Are you gaslighting me?" Yeah, yeah. Why are you so rude for? Why, why are you so rude? Did, why did you lose your temper when why I said I've never heard of you? Never fucking heard of you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Universal we in? <laughs> Do you get many? Because your your stuff, like I feel like, because you're based in Sydney, so I never really see you do stand up around town. No. So, do you do much stand up around town, or just the shows? Uh, I do. Uh, I do gig to prep for a show right. to build stuff up for a show. Right. And I um I will gig if I'm doing like mm. to prepare for a, like a gala spot or something or like, yeah, right. a, like a you know I'll do spots mm. then but I don't like gigging very much mm. it's not really my audience it's not my f- because your stuff is so narrative thing. based sometimes that I feel like for you to ch- cut out a chunk for a, a yeah. tight six on a Friday night would be hard it is yeah it depends on the show this show this show currently is 
pretty stand-up-y. Oh, great. Like, it's actually pretty much just oh, wow. all bits. Yeah. You didn't dress uh, up as a boy. No. I'm I miss just... that show because you were on the same time as me. I never got to see. So, this was a show from 2006, 17. 16, Dave, I did, t- there were two shows. So, there was yeah. the first Dave I did in like 2013. No, not that one. And then the 2016 was, was Trigger Warning. Trigger Warning. Yeah. yeah. I missed Trigger Warning. Yeah. And you won the Barry. I did. Fuck. Strange Night. Yeah, you and you and Hannah. <laughs> I know that was. See, I didn't. I found it really difficult to. Um, I it was such a surprise, like for everyone, really. Like my win, kind of like I had been so wildly unsuccessful and ignored for so long. That then I'm laughing just because comedy is so mean. Yeah, it's just just so mean. It was just like nothing, 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 Barry. Yeah, like I hadn't, I couldn't get an open mic spot, and before I won the Barry, like I was just like like I couldn't, I couldn't get any traction, and that would have been my last show. Like I was so fed up, and then that it's sort of. I think that's part of why it was the show that it was because it was just like all my frustration, but I didn't care. Yeah, but then when I. Then so then I won, but I I was really shell shocked by it, so I couldn't really enjoy it mm. at the time. Mm. So when Hannah won the next year and I got to give mm. her the award, that was one of the best nights of my life. Oh, it was great. so great. Oh. It was so such a I know I, I mean like we were saying before about like the and the award the representation, that she, but the award that she won for those who don't know is was for Nanette. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No big whoop. No. <laughs> Nanette, ever heard of it? You ever heard of it? You fuckers. Yeah, eh? well, I do. A pre- who won before her? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I opened a lot of doors for Nanette. I. <laughs> yeah. My show was called Janet, and it was the year <laughs> earlier. That's great. I just, I think it's. Uh, I don't even think Hannah knew what was going to happen with Nanette, though. No, it's, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. No, of course. How could she? Like, it's, it's been a crazy phenomenon. The thing with Nanette as well is like it was such a right place, right time as well for that show. Where yeah. I think that women, people, whoever, were just gagging for something that just ripped. Like, because like, I never got to see that show either. The, the thing about mm. doing when you have to do shows yourself, you yeah, don't you get don't to see, see fucking ones. anything good yourself. Um, but the one when I ended up watching it on Netflix, you know, years later, the one thing that in her show that resonated with me was the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Yeah, when she was like, she was like what twenty one, and you know, gave a blowjob to the president of the United States. As if you wouldn't also. As if, <laughs> right? like, I probably would, and I'm not even. Yeah, he's, I'm not even into dudes. Of course, he's the president. Like, he's so, I mean, I'm, well, looking at the current one, no, you wouldn't no. go there. But, but so, but the whole thing about Bill, even guys that I know that had met him, they're like, he is so charismatic. Yeah, he of grabs both your hands when he shakes, and this is for men. He's so like looks you in the eye. Like, of course, she was 21, and she's the piece of garbage. Like, she's the one we ran Yeah, and through. the butt of every joke. Yeah, and like fuck you. Yeah. That's fucking, you know. But then, so you win the Barry, which yes. is great. And then you get married. Yes. On stage to a boy. Yeah, well, actually, it was the other way around. The first, okay. it was, there were two consecutive nights. So, <laughs> <laughs> and in the same venue. It was so weird. So, got married and then I got married. Same year? Same year, yeah. So, yeah, you- so on like Friday night, mm-hmm. I married Reese Nicholson. Who is a gay man? Yeah, um, and I'm actually at the moment I'm staying at his fiance's mother's house, oh, so great. she's like my mother-in-law-in-law. Right, Kyron, friend of the show, been on Kyren, the show, yes, Kyren. yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so married Reese uh, as this sort of stupid protest about 
gay marriage. And Hannah was actually our celebrant. Yes. And that was <laughs> sort of where she – and that we've talked about it as well. That, that was um, for her one of the first times that she, she did this amazing sort of serious She did. I remember when she did it, yeah. That was really touching yeah. and really kind of – yeah. I think the spark of a lot of the things coming together of a lot of the things that she then went on to elaborate with on, with Nanette. Oh fucking hell! And then the fo- I mean, not like it, that it came from my wedding or anything, but that was sort of mm. I think like quite a big. Moment no, I think for so. Her. I think that's a well. I think that was really sparked an, an, an idea in her. Maybe I can't speak for her, but I would say <laughs> let's just say, <laughs> look, we have claimed a lot of things on this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cl- I have claimed that I have invented. Un- Auntie Donna before. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bullshit. So, um, Auntie Donna. And so, then the following night was the awards. What a fucking nuts. And Reese and I were both nominated that year, actually. For best show. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, so you and Reese married because at that stage we did not have marriage equality. No. So you guys wanted to stick it up the ass of everyone who goes, it's the sacrament of marriage. It's so important. And you went, oh, this is how important it is to us. Yeah. You well, motherfuckers. We just kind of went, it's so ridiculous. It was just absurd that mm. we could marry each other but we couldn't marry our partners. Yeah. And so our partners were our like bridesmaid <laughs> and groomsmen. As well as Denise Scott, Seals De- yes, they and were, Judith. <laughs> yeah. They were, well, they were the flower girls. That's right. And then my bridesmaids were the hot brown honeys. I don't know who that is. Uh, they're like a, um, they're all women of colour, and they do uh, <laughs> like they're like this huge kind of cabaret oh, show, great. amazing. And who was of, the best man? Uh, well, the best man was Kyron. Yeah, great. And <laughs> the matron of honour, I guess, was Kate, my partner. Oh my god! And then when we. Um, Oh, when they and announced us, husband and wife, we yeah. turned and kissed the our actual our partners. partners. Oh, yeah. you had hecklers though. Was that yeah? Um, the all the Aussie. Um, what were they called again? Damien. Oh, the, well, we had Adrian Truscott was one of them, and Rose Matafeo was yes. another um, heckler, and yeah. uh, David Quirk. But then, yeah, Edo, Damien Powers, and um, Larson. Larson <laughs> came in as the true Aussie patriot. <laughs> And because they ju- just like yelling lefty scum. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually quite scary in a way because they, when they came in, like, well, we didn't know if they were going to make it. So it was like because uh. they had to run from their show across the across just, the street. Just so I can paint the picture for people, a few years ago, uh, Edo, Damien, Larson did a show, True Aussie Patriots, where they were the most right-wing <laughs> Um, fuckheads. If yeah, you just, just like Google a it, like power kind of. Yeah, they've yeah. definitely modelled themselves of the real kind of people, and the show was so funny. But it was also like, oh, there's people that actually think that they're being serious, yeah, which is. It was but it was great. But hilarious. They ca- so, so they funny. came in with like their Australia flag capes, <laughs> chanting "lefty scum," <laughs> and the whole thing turned into a choreographed. Like it was pre-planned, but the whole thing turned into this all-out brawl. And um, fucking hell. And then Hannah smashed a. We got sugar glass bottles, and Hannah smashed a bottle <gasps> over my head, and then I bled from the head, like for like real, fake blood. Oh yeah, right. And then um, <laughs> and Reese vomited on my dress. Great. Finally, the drama degree has come <laughs> into fruition. That is, I didn't know because I, I didn't know about the blood, the fake blood and the no, vom. Yeah, it that's was, so good. It was that's so good. Intense. It's the best. Yeah, but, but the, actually, I remember what happened is that the brawl was meant to sort of stop. Like the cue was when she hit, <laughs> she smashed the bottle over my head. 
but it it was such an intense brawl. No one really saw it, so she yeah. had to do it again. And so she because we had a second one, so she grabbed the second like the spare yeah. bottle and just smashed it over Damien Power's head. But he did not know. <laughs> That it was, and it doesn't hurt at all. But like, he fucking he, got a shock. There's like a little bit of an impact, yeah. but it just shatters. But he didn't know that this was going to happen. So I've she had basically just on stage <laughs> grabbed a bottle and smashed him over oh the my head. God. Oh, I feel like that's the one thing about Comedy Festival that is the best. Like whenever there's stuff like that happens, that's what makes it really memorable. Yeah. So when there's not anything silly like that happening, it's just, I feel like it's a bit of a, eh. Mm. Year, yeah. Where it's like, uh, what's what what's what's fun that's it's happening? Just a slog. Yeah, that was a really special night. It was sort of everyone kind of Fuck. went all in. There was so much amazing stuff that happened. And then you night. won the fucking Barry. Yeah, what a weekend! And so the Barry is now called Best Comedy Award. Best Comedy, I think. Yeah, yeah. or m- most outstanding comedy or most outstanding show or something. Jesus fucking Louises. What yeah. do you? What happens after that? Like, do, do the offers roll in or you just, like, still go back to your rented apartment? Yeah, no, oh, no you happens. move into a... Ma- there's, like, you a curability house, right, but right. for comedy. <laughs> no, it's nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> I remember when I won, like, um, Sam Campbell, uh, like, shortly after it was sort of... He was like, oh, so, like, is your life heap, heaps different? And I was like, no, no. Sam, it's exactly the <laughs> fucking same. It's exactly the same. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Awards actually don't really mean that much. No one cares outside of the Fuck. comedy world and that festival and then a couple of years later when he won it he was like i remember asking you that you're right (laughs) (laughs) nothing changes fucking hell um so you met kate in the real world i did i met her in the real world uh through um what she do she is a film programmer so she watches movies and picks them for a cinema oh yeah and she's also like a film critic and uh, oh She writes about film and Amazing. she does like radio and stuff like that. Yeah, perfect because she's within the industry enough to understand it when you fall into a, mm-hmm. uh, a heap. Yes. Right? So she's like, I get it. It's real hard. But she's but further she's away enough where she's not, you know, really invested in the bullshit that is what it is. Totally. It's, it's perfect. A, it's, it is I've perfect. always wanted to like marry someone like a stagehand, like someone who's like, you know, a grip yeah. Or fuck a cameraman or someone like that. Because yeah, I'm like, oh, they get it. it. But you're not, yeah. But, so they don't judge you for being a prima donna when you have to be one. Because sometimes it's in you. Oh. Because it just there's stuff that's really fucked sometimes. And you're like, all I fucking asked for was a bottle of water to be on stage so that I had something to drink <laughs> for a fucking hour. And they forgot to put the fucking water on the stage. That means nothing to everyone. But when you have to talk for 55 minutes... It is – I go through an f- entire yeah. bottle of water, like a big do bottle. You? See, I never drink on stage. Oh, I can never I have pause to. to do it, but I always get phlegmy. Mm. I, I, I always get very phlegmy. <laughs> and at a certain point in most of my shows, I'll go <laughs> – <like laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, It definitely um, is a bad pause. Like uh, there's, there's parts where I know there's going to be a little bit more of a laugh that I go do it and if they – if they get too quiet too quickly, like if they laugh like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, we've got silence. But I tell them at the beginning, I'm like, I drink a lot. I have to. Like I die. Cause yep. I ju- and I sweat. Like I've talked about my sweat a lot. Like I'm just – like my T-shirt's drenched. Like I can't, ha- I can't handle it. Sometimes I'm so like 
fluid like just full of sweat and everything i've got like hydrolytes like because i can't yeah. and if i don't like i'll start getting really like like head like i'm such a fucking nerd oh, i can't even handle it it's weird the physical stuff that happens to you when you're on stage yeah like I, this phlegm thing it always happens i just i don't know where it comes from i just it never happens any other time i'm talking all the time like i'm never like yeah I'm, I'm not yeah. phlegmy now i'm phlegmy <laughs> <laughs> good on you mate. yeah but but I but you understand like there's sometimes we are prima donnas but we have to be in that in that moment only because it's you know when 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 certain th- especially for a show like if you like I've been working on the show for for like I did it for Melbourne Fringe and yeah. I'm still doing the show and I was working on that show I didn't do a show before the year before because mm. I was creating this show so it's like a year and a half nearly two years in the making yeah. So when things kind of fuck up, you yeah, just go, annoying. this is a waste of my fucking time. Yeah. What is happening? And it's the weirdest sort of, it's such a strange job because you're, you're always questioning your ability to actually do it at all, depending on the oh. show you did last night. Dude, I oh, know. Like every you're day like, is a, I, do I quit comedy? Am I, am I a comedian? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> and then you've got someone on like your Instagram on going, I've never fucking heard. Yeah, like, Hinge, you call yourself a fucking comedian. Yeah, you call you're, yourself a. If you're gonna I'm say like, no, I don't call myself a comedian. Actually, I call myself a fraud. <laughs> I'm an imposter. Okay, you found me out. Call yourself a fucking comedian. I thought we came here for for, for roots. What are you doing? Where, where's your titties? Give me some roots, you fucking funny dickhead. Oh, God, it's such a nightmare. I don't know what I'm going to do. I even I messaged a comedian today, today, another male comedian, and we're having a good chat, and he said he was hanging out with some of these mates and who live here in Frio, and I was like, actually, I'll say, I can say his name because he's been on the show before, um, Aiden Jones, Aiden Taco Jones, and I said, Aiden, you, have, you must know someone that lives here. That would like to have sex with me. <laughs> and did he? He's like, wow. He's like, he goes, you're a fucking savage. <laughs> like, I just would like I have a I have a room here. I'm on my own. I've had someone staying here and they left this morning. So now I'm like, I've got two nights left. Great. Mama's on holidays. Stella needs to get her groove back. <laughs> like, surely you have a mate who is an absolute whore who just never wants a girlfriend. Who wants to just give a dud root to a 38-year-old comedian <laughs> passing through that just wants to have a cum and then he can fucking leave and he doesn't have to sleep over. That's all I want. Safety. Like someone you trust that I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, just friend send him. Friend It's yeah. like, like, yeah, like subletting your apartment. Yeah, exactly. Do and we I, have any mutual friends? Yes, thank you very much. Yes, well, just, you can give me a dud root. Just someone I know that's not going to try and kill me but also – yeah, I'll, like he knows he's going to get a fuck if he just has a shower, make sure it's all clean down there. Yeah. I mean, is that, uh, it's uh, like, is that too much to ask? It doesn't sound like too honestly, much to ask. I feel like I can't even give it away for free. <laughs> Surely he's like, all my friends are female. Like, well, all right. Well, oh, what about any of them? <laughs> I sound like they're all straight. <laughs> yeah. And also no one wants to be anyone's first People know that I've never been with a chick before. They don't want to be the one that's like the first one, you know, unless I get with a chick who I'm her first as well and then just the blind leading the blind. Yeah, but it's not though. You know what to do. Would I though? Well, titties, pussy, that's it. Well, you <laughs> know, know what you like, right? Well, I but I don't know what women do. 
I do because I watch a lot of. That's all I do. I watch only watch female porn. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a bit sensationalised. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like. Well, that. I try and watch uh, female porn that is from uh, like actual a movie. You know what I mean? Where it's from more, a movie. Yeah, like uh, blue is the warmest colour kind of stuff. That was made by man. It was. That's true. And I think and those women afterwards were like, we were very much exploited and felt very uncomfortable. Mm. I knew there was a reason why I hadn't watched that in a long time. Isn't it? Because like, it made me feel bad that What is it they that were. they do in that movie? Oh, heaps of scissoring. Yeah. that's an, Which is not really a thing. Oh, no, not really. No, um, no and one they, scissors. I mean, everyone, you try it once. That's like straight people of 69. You can't. Yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah. There's no way, like, because you give it a give it a good whack. Like, you kind of go <sighs> like, oh, it's a thing I've heard of. Yeah, sure, we'll try that out. But sixty nining. Can I ask, have you been with a dude? Yes, I have. Right, I'm not sixty nine with great. a dude. But, but like, so if you, yeah, it doesn't <clears throat> seem like it would really work with a guy. It doesn't. Like, because the thing is, if it okay. works okay with two women, because you're They're lighter. Angles. I feel you're on this, on your side or on one on the back, one on top. What's easier? Cause I'd I, probably go one on the back, one on top would be easier. Because I feel like anytime I'm 69, mechanics. mechanics, I feel like, because if I'm on the bottom, that means that his dick's in my mouth, he's on top. But if his weight shifts, I suffocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his a- balls are on my nostrils <laughs> and I can't breathe. <laughs> right? But he's having a great time because he's light as a feather in the puss. No problemo. But then the other way around... I feel bad because I'm like, I'm a heavier girl. So then I'm like feeling bad. And then I'm also super embarrassed that if I shift forward too much to, you know, to tickle a ball, then my butthole's in his face. Well, it's no there anywhere. Are. I know, but I hate my butthole. It's, I hate it. It's I just, have no feelings about my bumhole. I just don't want anyone to look at it because no. I feel like it's gross. Well, it's, it is gross. Bums are gross. Yeah. It's where poo comes from. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. where poo comes from. And I have like, you know, I've had <laughs> anal fissures. I just, I'm like, but no, no, but. And I'm just terrified of, I'm just, I've, I've even spoken to a bum doctor about. You put a sticker on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big alarm on it that just beep, 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 like a reverse go back. Uh, I did ask just it. Just get it all pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be the best. I asked a bum doctor if I could get it like cleaned up because I've got because when you've had an anal fissure, there's like a small skin tag that oh is there. God. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, dude, I, I, everyone knows this. I do what I've done it on stage before. It's fine. Um, but I asked him, and he's like, "That's a pretty invasive uh, surgery for your butthole if you want to get that done." I was like, "Butthole surgery? Okay, you don't understand. I'm like, single. I can't have an ugly asshole." <laughs> I can't no. have an ugly asshole. Yeah. Who wants to fuck a thirty-eight-year-old with an ugly butthole? Well, I mean, not me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Is that on your on your hinge? <laughs> it's on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> ugly asshole. Um, but yeah, so you've been with a dude. That's amazing. Yeah, I gave it, it away. Was it gross? Gross? No, it was, I mean, sex is sex. I think. Yeah, right. Like it's sort of. It's not like. And I think that people aren't. I mean, I can only really speak for myself, but, mm. I don't, but no one's ga- – like, you work out that you're gay mm. sort of – like, those feelings happen when you're a kid, right? Mm. Like, mm. well, different for everyone, but, like, often it'll happen when you're a kid. When you're a kid and you're sort of first, like, getting crushes on people and stuff, mm. you're not like, oh, cock and balls. Like, mm. no, you're not actually attracted to a person's genitals. Mm. So, uh, you're not really – it's not that – it's not like I mean all genitals are gross. Mm. Like sex is gross if you think like objectively, 
Yeah. It's disgusting. Sometimes I think about if a guy's like down there for too long. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, and, and the thing is I do keep it clean and trim down there just because I feel bad if it's like, if it's been a little bit hot, I do not want to be. So like I make sure, like I... I make sure I shower beforehand just because I'm like, nah, I think it's better. Like, you know, it's yeah, like 4 a.m. Yeah. and you've met him like, yeah, you don't want all the muck that's built up through no, the day. No, <laughs> And I, you just think about this guy like licking your gash and you're like, oh, God, what is that? That is just a an axe wound. It well, is the whole human so body, you know, they're gross and visceral and, you know, that's fine. But it's not like so – but I think it's more about the sort of – connection that you have yeah. with a person like it was just it was always yeah. fine but I, I was always I was with women before I was with guys but yeah, then right. I think especially as a woman like it's kind of especially like in your 20s you're at uni or like art up. school yeah like it's not that hard to yeah have sex with a guy yeah yeah not like when you're 38 give it a, uh, give it a whack <laughs> Um, a beautiful 20 year old <laughs> asshole I know, I know. God, I, and I was so nervous Like in my 20s I was just so like I would never talk to a guy Like just so nervous and stuff It was only until I got to my 30s that I, I became more sexually aggressive And I'm like man I wasted that trim 20, 20s body On fucking nothing On some loser <laughs> who worked at KFC And <laughs> Don't know what you've got till it's gone No, okay? mother Parker. I do. I have noticed that online when I talk to women compared to when I do talk to men, when they do talk back to me, like uh, women just seem so much more interesting. Like whenever a guy talks, oh, they are. Dude, yeah. Whenever a guy talks to me, it's always I, this isn't mine. This is someone else's tweet, and I can't remember who said it, but they were like, "Man, I never thought I'd get sick of a guy asking me how my day was until I was on online dating because oh. that's all they start with. How's your day gone?" So if I just spend, like, if I'm sitting watching TV and I've got half an hour and I'll do, that's all I am. How's your day? I have a copy and paste where I'm like, yeah, it was good. I went to work. Then went to the gym. What's up with you? And that's it. That's how we started. And it is so boring. That is boring. It is so. And what would I, you prefer? What do you mean? Like, what would be the best? Something silly. What? If someone was like. Well, my opening line. Well, my. So in my bio, I give things for them to talk about. So, um. When it says, you know, bio, um, I'm just here to charge my phone is my thing. Mm-hmm. And then a guy will come back and be funny or he'll be, oh, I might have one of those cords lying around. Like a, I'm like, it's a joke, dickhead. Like, what are we even? Do you think that a Nokia 4210 has Tinder on it? Like, <laughs> next to the snake application? Um, but, like, stuff like that. Like, but I, I find that, that when I read guys' bios, I'm actually not attracted to them their face or their bio you know like I'm actually okay. losing some I don't know whether it's just because it's been a, it's been a while been a while or I, I don't know what's going on but I just am not the last few guys that I've been with have been like like uh like physical disappointments sexual disappointments <laughs> we I hope they're listening oh I'm good good then they should <laughs> they know should this know. they, they should know, know. Yeah. well because I, I spoke about this last week we talked about guys um the last few guys i've been with uh sexually aren't doing they're not like um one of them was a smoker so mm-hmm. he couldn't it was hard for him to have sex because he would get out of breath really quickly oh, God. so i have to be on top so the last few guys i've been with i always have to be on top and i have to do all the work because they're a little bit overweight or they're smokers or they just don't have the energy to be on top for – and it takes me about a minute to come when I'm on the bottom. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> so fucking easy and they don't have the energy 
to like they have to be and they'll try mm. and then they just sweat everywhere and they just can't like the smoker i just couldn't do it oh no just and i'm like this is a tragedy yeah i just i'm like and i know it's like some people have like uh sort of ri- like written in and said no no it's not the age it's the man because there's guys in their 20s like that too yeah i'm so, sure yeah yeah so i'm just like i'm just losing my attraction to dudes because the last few have been so you know like I'm, I'm the one that's trying to make a connection, and I can't really find where the hotness is, where the attraction is, or you know, yeah. And I feel like maybe it is like there's a feminine part that I really am, you know, because when I talk to women, I'm like, women are the best. I fucking love, like even just here with you, I'm like, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> like women are just so fucking cool. They're just yeah. great. Well, I, look, I'm a fan. Yeah, but I don't. Anyway, what do you? <laughs> you're like, you're so gay. <laughs> Look, it sounds like sounds like you want to do some exploring, and uh, I do. I'm I all for that. I just don't know how to do it, and I don't want. I don't. I think you're overthinking it. Just yeah. say, just be. You know, you obviously like just chat to him. I talked. You. I have think lots I, of I asked a girl once to kiss me, and she was like, "Oh, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> but if you are, I'm sure. A like comedy like, festival like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't think so. And she was the one that was flirting with me heaps. Yeah, and then la- later on, I told Seals because me and Celia and Geraldine, because Geraldine Hickey, also a friend of the show, she was like, "Mate, you got We got to get you some. You got to get out there. We got to yeah. get you." Because she's like, "You got something in you that needs to be tickled. Let's <laughs> let's sort that out." And um and so there was this one chick who kept on flirting with me during comedy festival and just would come up to me and like pat me on the bum and go, "Hey, gorgeous!" Like would always be really flirty. Yeah, and then. We are on the dance floor and I was like, we should kiss. And she's like, I don't think so. Oh. I was like, <laughs> and then when I went home, I told Seals. She's like, did you kiss her? Did you kiss her? I went, no. And I told her. Seals was like, what? What? It's good Celia. Yeah, what? It's bullshit. She's like, but she's been flirting with you the whole time. This is bullshit. Is I'm she like, gay? She uh, uh, was bi. She had a boyfriend who I know uh-huh. who uh, and he's bi. And it was very open about, very like talkative to me about, you know, wanting to touch, cuddle, hug. And when she saw me. She just just sounds like a tease. Yeah. Yeah. What a tease. And I so would have been down to like, you know, be the Heather Locklear of their little thing. Yeah. (laughs) Unicorn. (laughs) Um, Just quickly, I uh, wanted to talk about, uh, very, very quickly, I want to talk about Practical Magic because I watched it today. That was, that's your movie. That's your rom-com. Yeah, I love Practical Magic. It's great. It's got everything. I struggled to get through this movie (laughs) so hard. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, but Aidan Quinn. Okay, I have no interest in any of the men what? in this film. No, Aidan Quinn, he's like Legends of the Fall. Yeah, don't care. He's the Legends of the Fall um, wank bank. What about Diane, Diane Weiss? Weiss. <laughs> and um, Stockard, Stockard Channing. Channing. Yes, yep. As the yep. wit, the, the spinster <laughs> crazy witch <laughs> aunts. I love them. They are amazing. They are so good. I will also say, I, like, uh, like lesbian wank bank is definitely Diane Weist in Edward Scissorhands. Oh, like and everything. Yeah, the, great. But she's great. There's so I tried to follow. I watched the film and then I had to go to Wikipedia and read the plot, and I still couldn't get it. It doesn't really matter, but it's <laughs> basically. You know, do you know that film was? Here's a bit of trivia. Yeah. That film was directed by uh, Griffin Dunn, who is Joan Didion's 
nephew. Joan who? Joan Didion. She's like a... She was like, well, she was married to John Dunn, who was a filmmaker. She was like a writer, film. Well, she still is. Mm. Um, she's still around. She's uh, she was like a kind of nineteen seventies through to present essayist, kind of like quite fancy, sort of like oh. American. Well, I'm from Werribee. If it's not Murphy's, we don't really know. <laughs> she's not. Yeah, she's not very. She's she's got some crossover with Murphy's. <laughs> I really wanted to – I just like the uh, – because sometimes when it comes to romantic comedies, it's really good to just say, like, two words to describe the film and it's a bunch of witches. <laughs> <laughs> Women as witches put spells on a bunch of dude and then they kill one of them. Yep. There's, like, a bad guy and then, like, Nicole Kidman gets possessed. <laughs> and what the fuck? That's what Bullock, I didn't get. Sand, uh, it didn't – I mean, she's just, like, bad girl full of toads or something. Like, there's, like, the, <laughs> they, kill a guy, they kill him and then he possesses her and then uh, – And the guy they kill, I was like, he looks familiar. He was uh, Dr. Goran from ER back in the day. He's a sexy Croatian doctor. See, again, no and, interest in the fellas right? in this movie. Also – Another fella that you're not interested in, Sandra Bullock's husband. I knew him straight away. He didn't have to Wikipedia. He was in season two of Sex in the City. Played a guy that used to fuck Samantha, who was the guy that was a bad, he was a dud root. Oh. And he asked her, Miranda, why did you never get back to me? She's like, you couldn't make me come. Like, that, it was that guy. <laughs> that Fantastic. Guy. And he was like, and come on, the, man. I ran the, the marathon. First, <laughs> the first husband? Yeah, that yeah. dies. Yeah. Uh, I, that... There is a scene. I know it's a very stupid movie. No, no, no. But but it's this also is the very point. There this is, is the point. There's a scene in that movie. The stupider the better. Where is it? That makes this me kiss. This kiss. No, it is not that. I'm not in all of the romantic elements of this movie. I couldn't care less about. Yeah, you love all the witch stuff. Eh? Yeah, I like all the witchy things, and I like I like the fact that it's like it's all about all the. I realized mm. when you asked me to bring a. Um, mm. <laughs> Pretty romantic comedy. Mm. I realise like all my favourite romantic comedies are like about the really about the relationship between the women. Yeah. <laughs> like where the, the storyline with the guy is kind of yeah. peripheral. So it should be. But um there's a, there's this scene that makes me cry. <gasps> like weep oh my gosh. every single time. Which scene was it? It's the scene where at the end when they're trying to exercise Nicole Kidman's mm. toad demon. <laughs> Dr. ER out Dr. of her. ER. She's yeah. trying to get, they're trying to get the ER out of her and they've got her tied to the chair and they call the, they activate the phone tree of all the local like mums. Yes. And like yes. ladies. Did you get that far? It's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, they, so they call around and she's like, you know what? The rumours are true. I am a witch. And they're like, there's a great bit where one of them is like, Sandra, I can't remember Sandra Bullock's character's name. But it's like, Sandy, Gilly yeah. just came yeah. out. Yeah. As a witch. Oh. And then uh, there's all these uh, – then all the women show up with broomsticks. They all have to bring a broomstick and one of them brings a dust buster. Oh. And there's something about all the women showing <laughs> – I'm such a dyke. All the women, like, showing up as, like, a communal – like Coven. They're going to help everyone. Yeah, they have to form a coven. And it makes me cry Ugh. like buckets. I'm like, look Just at all the women coming together to help out another woman. <laughs> so very. So the story is is that 
there's a thing where um, you become the head of the tr- of the phone tree as um, all the kids that go to school together, um, all the parents are on a phone tree. So whenever there's something going on, on with the school, the school calls one mother and then down the phone tree she's you call, call everyone so, else and then they call someone else. Yeah. So it's just she's the start. She's the number one parent in charge of communication for all the other parents and Sandra Bullock's character has never had it because they all know she's a witch and they hate her because yeah. she's a witch. And then all of a sudden she gets to be at the head of the phone tree she calls on the phone tree women and she thought they all hated him but really secretly they wanted to have a sister as well and it's the sisterhood the yeah. covet we kill a man let's kill them all let's go yeah <laughs> put the great. spell down love it <laughs> bring your dust buster and i still don't know what aiden quinn's role is he a cop is he even was he the frog i don't know what his role is in that film was he a cop doesn't matter i think he's a cop but then he's just the love interest but right he's, so, he's just like he's so handsome he's irish and she's like she sort of summoned him. She's like, he'll be this when she's a little girl. That's what I didn't she understand. Makes a wish, and then he kind of appears. That's what I don't understand because she manifested what her idea of the perfect man was, and then years later, he, he shows up. He shows up in the form of a policeman, and so I don't know if he's real or not. And he's like, I came because you called for me. I, do you exist? What are you here? And I had to read the plot and I couldn't figure it out. It doesn't matter. He's just there so that they can sell <laughs> the show on to mainstream <laughs> cinemas where it's real audience, uh, which loving lesbians. But, but because it was made in the 90s, they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't make that another movie. name. But Sandra Bullock was such a big star. She oh. could sell anything. And she's, she's always, her body's tight. She is tight. I love Sandra. I will love Sandy B till the day I die. She's fucking She's great. She's amazing. And I love... She's really funny too. I, Miss Congeniality was on not long ago. It's funny. And it's great. She <laughs> does an excellent pratfall. Yes. Every, just... <laughs> She's great. She can disappear out of the frame. <laughs> just gets her hair moving. Except just I never believed her as an astronaut though. That was the worst one. Because there's no way. No way. No I can't, no, she was not, not that women can't be astronauts, it's that she had six months of training and then had lost her daughter, as if they're going to send that fucking, that in the space, that's a liability. <laughs> that was your issue with yeah. Rocky, you were like, Didn't what's believe she it. doing up there? Yeah, I'm like, you fucking train an astronaut to do what she does, she's just unschooling shit. I loved that movie, just an, an hour alone with Sandra's, like, just floating through space. The best Sandra joke. in the void. Ugh. Brilliant. Best joke from um, Tina Fey where, where about uh, George Clooney. That's He'd right. rather be dead into space than to spend a, <laughs> a moment with a woman over 50 <laughs> from the Golden Globes. Anyway, we should wrap up. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Hey, what's uh, where are you? Where can people find you? What's happening? With, this will come out on Monday. Um, on Monday, I will be gone from Perth. Adelaide? I am doing Adelaide, yeah. So I'll do. I'm doing a show in Sydney on the 13th mm-hmm. of February. Mm-hmm. Um, Giant door? Uh, no, Go. it's at the Darlinghurst Theatre, and right. that's a comedy kiki. So it's sort of a best of you type oh, of nice. show kiki. for Mardi Gras. Mm. And then I am also doing the Adelaide Fringe mm. early March and Brisbane Comedy Festival. Right. And then I'll and and then Melbourne. Melbourne, the whole month. The whole month. Where are you? I'm in the Swiss Club. Oh, that's very nice. Um, up the road. I'm yeah. at uh, Chinese Theatre. Lovely. Um, uh, it's my first year doing a festival managed venue. Took 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Remember before nice. yeah. when you were talking about it? Oh, I'm like, comedy. Blah. I'm this like, is your oh, mate. year, baby. Oh, that's what people have. People are very nice. A few people are like, this is your year, man. This is a good show. It's a really good show. I'm like, 
thank you, but I feel like I can never be complacent ever with comedy. So it's it's never going to be a year. It's always going to be a slog. That's what it is. (laughs) And I'm just going to try and get some dick or puss in the meantime. Uh, (laughs) Good luck. Good luck with that. I wish you well on your search for puss. Mate, six months months time. Hey, I'll see you at... Reese and Kyron's wedding. Yes. Because you have to get divorced from Reese before he gets married again. We never actually we never signed the form. Signed. Damn it. Yeah. Well, we signed stuff, but we never filed it. Ugh. Well, I'll see you at their wedding and maybe maybe I'll make a, a note to myself to try and kiss a girl before I see you there. So I can tell you what's yes. going on. That's your homework. Okay. Homework. I'm going to try and kiss a girl. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. You're coming. <laughs>